0: Welcome to The Simpsons, not a Simpsons podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm Mina, and today we are opening it up with our very very first episode.
1: Yeah, third time's charm. It's weird that we're recording our first episode last too. Like that feels I feel like a time traveler.
0: Yeah, me too. It's um well, it's an experience.
1: It'll just make the first episode really good cuz now now we're seasoned podcasters, so
0: Yeah, either that or it'll be really terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So our inaugural episode is called Chicken of the Sea. Really introduces the characters and the dynamics uh, that we're going to be working with throughout the podcast. I'm very excited about it. I guess we should introduce ourselves a little bit, hey? Tell me a little bit about... (laughs) Tell me a bit about your, um, you know, your background here, Um, just generally and when it comes to newlyweds and Jessica Simpson specifically.
1: I mean, I kind of I feel like I owe a lot to Jessica Simpson because my first um, big essay that I published and got paid for with Bitch Magazine was about Jessica Simpson. So I I like to call myself a Jessica Simpson scholar. Yeah, I, I watched the show a little bit when it was on TV. But I was more a fan, I think, of Jessica as a figure, as a a singer and a sex symbol, as a, a a queer child. You know, the Daisy Dukes meant a lot to me. Her Super Bowl commercial meant a lot to me. But yeah, I'm a writer. I'm a I work at a donut shop. Just really owning that as part of my identity—that I'm a, a donut shop employee now.
0: I love that. I love that for you. This is a great timeline. I think.
1: Yeah. Just frying donuts and and writing essays and yeah, you're also a, you're you're also
0: a podcaster. Yeah,
1: that's me. I I can add that to the to the resume.
0: Yeah, moving on up in the world.
1: Yeah, so I'm Caitlin. You're Mina. What is your background with Jessica?
0: By the time that Newlyweds came out, I think I was like kind of like in my. I don't listen to pop music. I listen to punk, aka Good Charlotte, kind of phase. You know, so like kind of anti, anti pop stars, anti all that. But like before, then the days before YouTube, there was a website, Newgrounds. Maybe it still exists. I don't know. Um, And they they had, like, Flash videos and stuff. And there was this one that was, like, demon character doing, like, um, you know, critiquing pop culture a lot. Newlyweds was, like, a favorite for that character and for that show. Um, And so I remember being introduced to Newlyweds through clips on, on, like... Newgrounds from whatever the hell that show was called. Just being like, wow, like the show seems really funny. Like they really weren't nice. They were very mean to her. I remember also being exposed on that, um, show to Halle Berry's breasts. Um, and I was like, dead and it was they really critiqued um you know like that her breast size and said that like you know like they did some like uh math and drew on the picture to show that one of her nipples was higher up than the other one um like it was some really weird fucked up like incel bullshit but um i remember being like wow breasts like so anyway so yeah lots of clips of jessica simpson being like i gotta watch this show and then really getting into it and loving it and then um You know, eventually, when um, Ashley had her own show that came out, which was honestly probably came out like a year, year and a half, two years after the first season of Newlyweds is when Ashley's show debuted. I got really into that and became a huge fan of Ashley Simpson. Because I'm a punk fan. And she was like a little punk rocker, you know, a little sibling. She knows the angst. She's, you know, we're one and the same. Also, like, she's a Libra. And I, I feel like... I feel like most Libras and Geminis can agree that we're essentially the same sign. Libras just care a little bit more about aesthetics and have way better PR. So I really relate to her in a lot of ways. You know, we're both little siblings. Both felt like we were in the shadow of our older siblings. Both, uh, you know, messy air signs. So
1: there's that. Sure. Yeah, I feel this that way about Jessica, like her you know, her complicated, I'm sexy, but I'm a good Baptist girl image, I think is really formative to me, like unconsciously even. Also, she's an oldest sibling. She's a Cancer. I'm a Taurus. There's a lot of uh, overlap there, I think. Um,
0: Yeah, you're both on either end of Gemini, so.
1: Yeah, I feel, yeah, very much an affinity for, for Jessica Simpson and her struggles as a girl who's, you know, too too hot for to be a christian her tits are just too big you know
0: yeah and you know what that like the whole whole like i mean i wasn't raised christian at all i was raised i'm like a third generation atheist Uh, i mean only through my grandpa i think my i think my grandmother's my one of the olga the living one is uh, agnostic and my deceased grandmother was for sure like very christian like in a christian secret society christian you know yeah, but through my grandpa, I'm a third-generation atheist. There, so like, was raised without religion, but what I could relate to Jessica about was the big boobs thing, where, like, I mean, not when I was 10 and I was watching the show, but, like, I do remember, and it comes up in a later episode, and I talk about that, you know, um, but there's one of the iconic moments from this season is Jessica trying to golf and just saying, like, my boobs are too big. Um, and and I'm pretty sure that that got really mocked on the new grounds like, show that I was watching as well. Um... Yeah. And I remember thinking, that's kind of funny. And then like, you know, my teenage years hit and I was like, fuck, I can't golf. Like, <laughs> like trying to do it in like gym class, trying to golf in gym class. And just in my mind being like, "My, I can't golf. My boobs are too big. Even now I think about it. My coworkers were talking about going golfing on the weekend and I was like, my boobs are too big. I can't do it. You know, I feel I really feel that her
1: Her struggles are my struggles. You know, she really speaks for all women being bullied for being size four. I totally, totally relate to that.
0: Uh, Skinny bitches only. So uh, I think we should get into it. The episode starts with wedding bells and like like a clip of the wedding. And we have like a voiceover of Jessica's dad, who is uh, he was a pastor and he married them. And he gave a speech at their wedding. And if we can patch it in, we'll patch it in. If not, here's me reading it. Jessica can stand up here in this white wedding dress because a long time ago, she committed her purity to God and she stuck with that commitment.
1: I I love how they they really throw us in the deep end of like the weird synthesis of culture in in 2003 where we have this like ostentatious celebrity wedding that's being recorded for MTV at the same time that we have well Jessica's a virgin and <laughs> she's been a virgin for her whole life. I'm so proud of her and her white dress. yeah, I just think it's it's so interesting to see how much the like purity culture and the like implied purity ring and all these things are uh, really a harbinger of of all the the culture that kind of follows in Jessica's footsteps you know like the Jonas Brothers and Miley Cyrus and these kind of these kind of people
0: yeah oh my gosh the the Jonas Brothers I think only one of them succeeded at uh you know being a virgin when he married yeah well and he's he's the oldest as well which I think is you know has something to Jessica probably and Ashley would probably have stuff to say about that too right you know yeah no it's interesting it's like it's creepy it's weird but like I think um it makes sense, like, marketing-wise, because Jessica, and we talk about the start of the season, Jessica's, like, the third in her, you know, she's, she's used to playing third to Christina and Brittany um, in her career, and... They are both, like, they were both super sex up teenagers, and Jess was, like, you know, kind of the innocent girl, and so I think there's, like, a cultural fascination around her and around her purity, and even, like, later on with the Jonas Brothers, with Miley Cyrus, with, with all the other, like, ones who, like, I don't know if Miley had a purity ring, but... I know she had stuff to say about purity culture um, herself, and she she bought into it as well for quite a while there. You know, there's always like a cultural fascination around it, and so uh, you know they really they really started the episode strong off with like yeah, just a reminder Jessica's a virgin, and it's going to shape how the rest of this show goes.
1: Totally! Wow! Yeah, you like summed up the entire first season. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, there we go. Episode over. Come back next season, guys. Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, going into, it kind of cuts to six months later. And I, I think a lot of their conflict in the first episode and the first season is Jessica kind of identifies it immediately. She's like, we've never lived together, you know, and so it's really hard when so much of their conflict is around cooking and cleaning and, like, how to keep the house and all these things. So we kind of jump right into that. But I feel like first we have to talk about the, their house, like, physically, architecturally. Yes. Because <laughs> it's one of the ugliest things I've ever seen.
0: It's so ugly. They have such an ugly house. And, it, like, everything about it, the interior design of it is so bad, It's really, like, a time capsule McMansion of, like, the early 2000s. The, like, stucco of it. They have a nice pool in the backyard, but just, like, the driveway leading up to it is... I I don't know. Like, they don't have a front yard, really. They just have, like, a big, long driveway. You go right into the house.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's all about the driveway because you're supposed to have, like, seven expensive vehicles on display, you know? It's very, like, nouveau riche, like, displays of wealth. The, Like black marble stone, and
0: yeah, it opens up as well. You have like this um foyer, like entryway, and then there's like a curved staircase all the way up into their upstairs. So, you really when you're walking up the stairs or when you're coming down the stairs to greet a guest, they really get to watch you come down the stairs, you know, like it's and the the like banister, it's a
1: performance.
0: Yeah, it for sure is a performance. And the, the Bannister is like this like metal, like curly Q design. It's very like early 2000s. It's really, really hideous.
1: It's all tacky. It's tacky.
0: It is really tacky. Yeah. It's a tacky mansion somewhere in California.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Calabasas. Probably. They really, they, again, they, they're they such trendsetters and they're so un, unappreciated for being trendsetters.
0: Yeah, well, I mean the show, and I guess we didn't we didn't really talk about this leading up, is that the, the show was like really one of the first reality shows, like celebrity reality shows at the time. I think the only one that came before it was really the Osbournes.
1: Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very long before it either, was it?
0: No, it was within a year or so. And then a year or two after Newlyweds, we had Till Death Do Us Part with... Carmen Sandiego and David Faro. <laughs> Carmen Sandiego. Carmen Electra. <laughs>
1: Carmen Electra as Carmen Sandiego would be like a cool porn that I would like to watch.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so into it. Yeah. Oh man. Well, and and that one is like really the opposite of uh, of Newlyweds, where we have like really sweet, innocent Jessica. And, um, the, the Dave and Carmen one is like, it's called till death do us part. And they did, they're kind of like goth alternative, right? And they're like wedding invites. They were, they had their bodies done up, like makeup as if they were dead. And they're like naked in a morgue holding hands. Cause I did watch that too. I only watched the first episode of that show. And I remember that because I was like, again, like, you know, 10, 11, 12, something like that. And being like, wow, like One, it was the opposite of newlyweds, and two, like, imagine sending an invite to your family where you're completely naked, (laughs) like, all of your family and your friends. I just remember being like, wow, like, not, yeah, a little bit scandalized, I guess, you know? But I think that was kind of the point of it with Carmen and Dave was really, like, the shock value and, and kind of branding themselves in that way. Totally.
1: Well, yeah, and the same year that newlyweds started was also The Simple Life which I definitely watched and I feel like was had kind of the same joke as newlyweds and that Jessica and Paris and Nikki are stupid and they don't know how to do hard housework and they're very spoiled. And that's kind of the central conceit of both the shows. I think maybe a simple life did it a little more in a more compelling way, maybe, but not one that generated nearly as much uh, tabloid fodder.
0: Early 2000s is really, like, the peak of, like, dumb blonde jokes and, like, dumb, like, blondes in media. And, I mean, like, take this with a grain of salt. I'm obviously a white person. I am a natural brunette. And I remember just how, like, the blonde woman was portrayed in media versus, like, a brunette. And being, like, really, really, like, hating myself over it, you know? Really thinking, like, I'm never going to be beautiful. I'm never going to be liked. Because, you know, everyone's attention is on the blondes. Like, they're the nice ones. They're the fun ones. Burnettes are, like, mean. They're, like, catty. You know, and they can be gorgeous, too. But, like, the blonde always wins in the end. And obviously, I eventually grew out of that. But it was, like, uh, I, I held a lot of, like, weird feelings about blondes in my life until my 20s when I, like, whatever, fuck it. And I went blonde. But it was, like, a, it was a, for sure a weird tension to, like, I didn't realize I was still holding in my body until that point.
1: Yeah, I think there that was really out yeah, the period of cultural dominance for like the blonde as like a figure, especially like like the films of the time, all of the the blonde was like the pinnacle of pop culture and the pinnacle of beauty. And yeah, Paris Hilton and Jessica Simpson are two huge examples of that. I think the blonde as a figure leads directly into the first truly like big moment of the episode which is the infamous, like, possibly one of the most infamous lines in the history of reality TV, television, the chicken of the sea line. Is this chicken what I have, or is this fish? I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken by the sea.
0: <laughs>
1: is <that> stupid? <laughs>
0: She's eating, like, a can of tuna on this, on this couch. They're watching sports. And she says, is this chicken what I have, or is it fish? And he's like, what? She's like, I know it's tuna, but it says chicken by the sea. And it, like, you know, and then he makes fun of her, of course, and then an instant classic.
1: Instant classic. It's, it's one of her signature markers of her as a figure. So, like, Chicken of the Sea appears in the With You music video, which is one of her biggest songs, She, like, later tours the Chicken of the Sea factory. If you Google Chicken of the Sea now, like, there's still articles that come up that are from, like, 2018 that are, like, Jessica Simpson is still, like, she's still, like, tweeting about it. She's, like subway mixed up like chicken and tuna which is really gross in like one of their recipes or something and she tweeted she's like it happens to the best of us subway like still so core to her the public's like perception of her and her kind of like sense of humor you know i feel like like when jessica simpson tweets about chicken of the sea it's like when monica Lewinsky makes a joke about blowing her boss you know
0: like it's like okay we're still on that one <laughs> like <laughs> I think I told someone recently I was like yeah my friend is a Jessica Simpson scholar and they were like oh like uh, the the Chicken of the Sea and I was like yeah every time every time I mention Newlyweds that's that's what people respond with Even people who've never watched the show they just know you know
1: totally and uh, yeah it ties back to so much of like that blonde culture and simultaneously like worshiping blondes. And thinking they're the most beautiful women in the world, and also thinking they're the stupidest people that have ever lived. And oh, isn't it so emblematic of like the destruction of our culture that we let this woman have a TV show who said something stupid once?
0: If we were to track the like, you know, beginning of the blonde celebrity reality TV show cultural moment to the end, it would begin with newlyweds and it would end with Girls Next Door. Totally, totally. Which is another show. I'm always... Like, I never thought about myself as someone who likes reality TV, but I'm, I'm like, every time I think about it, I'm, like, oh, I love this show, and I love this show, and I love this show. Like, I, I was, like, 16, 17, convinced that, I like, being a Playboy Bunny was, like, what I wanted to be, you know? And I was, like, also fully in my mind a lesbian at the time you know I like (laughs) it wasn't until my mid-20s that I was not no longer a lesbian you know but I was like yeah I don't I don't care about men I want nothing to do with them but I want them to look at my naked body because being a playboy bunny is like my life's dream yeah
1: it's 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 like not even about the male gaze it's about like the the being the center of pop culture Mm -hmm. as as blondes and and playboy bunnies were
0: yeah totally well, we have Jessica's big blonde moment, and then we learn a lot about them. So, Jessica, like, there's there's lots of voiceovers and, you know, clips of them in the house. Um, to really drive home the fact that, like, Jess is not a good housekeeper, which is, like, kind of the main tension of, like, this episode. She had a record deal from the time she was, like, 14, is what she said. So, she's really not used to cleaning up after herself, um, you know, they were going from hotel to hotel, really traveling. Her parents put a lot of time uh, and money into her career. They like there, there really was investment on like you know having housekeepers or Tina, her mom, like cleaning up after her. Um, so Jess, like, you know, really doesn't think that she needs to take care of herself, but Nick, I think, came from a little bit rougher background in Cincinnati, Ohio. He's older than her as well, so she's, like, 22 or something, and he's 29, and so he's lived on his own for a while, and even when he was younger, he started doing laundry when he was a teenager and taking care of himself, so. They're both, like,
1: very middle-class families, but I think the fact that... Nick Nick also wasn't, like, being, like, I don't mean it in, like, the discoursey sexual way, but I don't think, like, Jessica was, like, groomed to be a pop star in a way that Nick wasn't.
0: Definitely. Well, and yeah, so, so Nick has, like, a slightly more humble beginnings than Jess. He wasn't groomed to be a pop star. He was, I think, in, like, university. And this episode really, like, there's a lot of focus on, like, how the age difference, I think, and how dumb she plays and how baby she plays because she's like she dumps some dirty nasty rotted flower water on the ground and her you know instead of saying oops she goes i made an uh-oh uh,
1: yeah yeah it's really it's really all about like introducing these characters and making them as extreme and different as possible and particularly making jessica as stupid as possible and, and yeah playing like i'm a dumb little girl who doesn't know how to be a housewife which is kind of I think like like her lack of housewife skills is kind of the central conceit of the episode is just her being like her her pile of laundry and whatnot with the the song that plays Pick
0: it up. Come on. Up the laundry.
1: it's it's fucked up it's so weird the camera is
0: yeah like going tilting and zooming in and out, like the laundry becomes a whole character of its own. And they don't seem to own a laundry basket. like they just they they dump it from their massive from the top of their massive like you know, staircase. they just toss it over the the you know, which makes sense. you know, we my my house has a second floor. We would just dump our laundry into the foyer as well. but from there you know, they have, to, they don't have a laundry basket. They don't like pick it up and then move it to the laundry room. They like in a basket, they, they do it with their hands.
1: I know. And they have so many clothes. I mean, how many, how many pairs of basketball shorts does Nick own? Like that's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Jessica has so many clothes. She's got all those like, you know, capris and the little camisoles and whatnot.
0: Yeah, well, they've lived together for, like, six months, or they've been married for six months now, and they... I don't think I've done laundry once by, like, how much they have and how, like, terrible and awful it is. what oh, doesn't Nick make a joke in, in, in this episode? Like, I can't believe someone broke into our house and, like... Just threw our laundry on the ground.
1: <laughs> oh, I was just... It's, it's a little ahead, but, like, you know, throughout the episode, like, laundry truly haunts them, and when Tina and... Uh, shows up to the house at one point, like, she offers to do Jessica's laundry. Like, she's like, I will resolve this marital fight by by doing my daughter's laundry, you know? Which I think, like, really emphasizes, like, the, the complicated dynamic of the, the Simpson clan that will, that will unfold. Like, with Joe being the manager and Jessica being a star in waiting and Ashley eventually also getting into the industry, like, Tina really becomes, like, the, like, kind of, like, a housewife to each of the other family members, right? Like, and Jessica is really, like, the family breadwinner, the way that, like, you know, Britney Spears also was, although obviously Britney's background is a bit different. Like, yeah, I think, like, no one's really acknowledging how much, like, money Jessica has earned her family, you know, who were, like, at some times really struggling. Like, her mom was selling, like, you know, Christian workout videos and, church foyers and stuff to make money and now Jessica is like a brand unto herself I think really goes unacknowledged even though I like yeah Jessica is spoiled clearly I think she is also like working really hard to provide for a family you know
0: yeah, I think she's, she's like, spoiled in the traditional sense of, like, sure, she's never had to, like, you know, be taught to, like, how to look after herself and how to cook and how to clean and all of that, um, you know. And, and, like, a lot of people would look at that and say spoiled and privileged, but at the same time, she was her family breadwinner. And I don't think she had the luxury of, like, being able to emotionally um, and socially develop the way that, you know, most other people do um, and a lot of peers because she was you know from the time she was very young she was like being put through the music industry trying to become a, a a christian singer and then when her boobs became too big and she was like you know clearly you know not christian because she had boobs through like the the regular music industry so i think a lot of people can look at that and say spoiled and i think maybe uh sometimes i would like to look back i would l- look back at my own life and say that would be nice if i had been put through that or when I was younger, I certainly wanted that for myself, but she she wasn't really ever allowed to, I think, be a, a kid or a teenager.
1: Yeah, she never had an, any a job that wasn't singing, right? Like, she never worked at McDonald's
0: or... And that's why, like, we see Nick being so much better adjusted than her. Her, like, childhood, pretty much, her teenage years, she was through the industry, and he got into the industry when he was in university. The The seven years age difference is, is not... I don't think seven years is accurate enough for the kind of social development that he was able to do that she wasn't. I think it's a much bigger gap if you consider the fact that she was not given a chance to just go to school and, like, you know, have her heart broken like normal people. And I I think she was in school, but she was also doing a million other things you know, she didn't, like, fuck around in band, she didn't, like, you know, join the choir or the glee club or, like, drama club, she didn't, like, you know. She, all
1: these really formative experiences, I think, that no one knew, and now she's, like, written about and spoken about and stuff, and we can kind of see, and I think now, too, we're kind of, like, more aware, too, of what celebrity culture like does to a person and i think jessica's like really an early testament to that not even in a, in a necessarily negative way but just the way that it affects your your development and the skills that you have
0: yeah this i mean oh here we are this this show is like really fun but if you think about it it's really dark <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah if
1: you think about it for even like a little bit it becomes <laughs> it certainly becomes dark
0: Yeah, and, like, they did some, like, really weird editing in this episode with the maid. They're, like, you know, there's a lot of back and forth between Nick and Jessica about hiring a maid. And, you know, if they should, if it's worthwhile, Jess really wants to. She's, like, you know, we're celebrities or whatever. We have jobs that are demanding. We make enough money. It's fine. You know, and then... But she's also, like, do they have celebrities? Do they have maids for celebrities? Like, she doesn't know. She's, like... It was a a very cute, innocent, like, Jessica moment. Yeah, so there's back and forth between them. They finally interview someone, and it's, like, they only show the one interview, and that's the person they hire. Who knows if they interviewed multiple? But they're asking her, like, you know, how much do you charge? And she just, like, stares at them, and, like, it cuts a few times, and they're, like, so, like, what would it cost? And she's kind of, like, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, whatever. He's, like, do you you charge by the hour? And she's, like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like
1: <laughs> It seems crazy, too, like, like, on this watch, at least for me, I was like, why don't they go through, like, some kind of agency that, like, vets these people and, like, you know, ensures that they won't, like, sell their
0: trash on eBay and stuff? It just, it seems really odd. <laughs> they are both... Like, Nick, Nick is from a third-place boy band, and Jess is, like, a third-place pop star. I think, like, one, money, and two, like, access, you know? Like, they're famous there, but, like, this show is really what, you know, brought them to where they are. Right,
1: yeah, they weren't really famous yet when this was, like, recording.
0: Yeah, well, and Joe says
1: he can't overreach, because I feel like Joe, if if Joe was in charge, they would have had, like, the fanciest agency hired and like a team of maids and you know
0: oh yeah yeah because they're like you know arguing and then tina and joe are like trying to like do we have an intervention and joe's like no jess is married now like i can't overreach and like you know it's nick's house it's all about respecting
1: nick as a man and not respecting jessica as like a person with agency um that kind of i feel like with the maid stuff that kind of takes us to the end of the episode
0: yeah. Final thoughts. I mean, I think it's a pretty good first episode. I I'm gonna rate it like four cans of tuna out of five. Like a like a three point five or or a four out of out of five is is what I'd rate it. Pretty good inaugural episode. We. We really get to see a lot of, like, the characters, really big introduction into their dynamics, the conflict that they have, the differences that they have in perspective and age, and it's like, you know, it seems like a, a small thing, the housekeeping, but they live together. We meet some big players, we meet Tina, we meet Joe, we meet Drew. We don't meet Leah yet, I think maybe at some point she's on the phone with Jess, but... Yeah, it's 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 definitely a good episode, very, like, in you know, it's enjoyable, it's like... It's it's fun. It's like weird. It's it's a time capsule for sure.
1: It's a really interesting first episode just because like I mean as compared to um what we're used to in reality TV now, you know, the Kardashians, all the the Real Housewives, etc. There's real like plot and characters and Uh, The dialogue is very, like, you know, like, functions the way that dialogue functions in, like, a film or something, where it's, like, building plot and stuff, building character. I feel like the the dialogue in this is, is just genuinely what they were saying, so it doesn't build plot or anything in any meaningful way. It's kind of, like, snatches and, you know... I'll give it four, or sorry, three U-Haul Nicks out of five. Now, I'm sorry, I was distracted picturing Nick as a butch lesbian. (laughs) Three tribal tattoos out of five. I think just having watched the entire first season, this isn't my favorite episode, but I do think it's a great episode in that it contains an iconic line, sets up a lot of dynamics between the family, between Nick and Jessica really creates their characters as, like, Nick being blue-collar-ish and older and a bachelor and, and Jessica being a pure, spoiled, blonde virgin. So as far as, like, first episodes of reality TV go, I have to say this is probably one of the most iconic. Yeah, and it's it's fun. It's, it was fun to watch again, honestly. Wow. Okay. Well, this has been fun i thank you all for listening to our first episode thank you as ever to kanika for editing the mess
0: that we give them we shit on a plate and kanika turns it into gold it's a nice plate to begin with but (laughs) so thank you all for for tuning in thank you to our listeners Mom, just kidding, my mom hasn't made it to the end of the episode. There's no way. She's tuning out after, like, uh, after I make the whatever statement about m- my sexuality, she's like, I've had enough. <laughs> Same with my dad. Thanks to everyone who's not related to me that's listened to this, and um, it's been a slice.